0: Hello everyone. I am Naya Swami Maria and this is Ana- Swami Ananta. And we're grateful to be here with you today, sharing from our Temple of Light at Ananda Village today's Sunday service. Thank you for joining us. <clears throat> I'd like to read from Rays of the One Light, <clears throat> and these are weekly commentaries on the Bible and Bhagavad Gita. Written by Swami Kriyananda. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. And this is week four on the infinite Christ. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. The Gospel of Saint John contains some of the most profound spiritual teachings in the Bible. In the first chapter, many subtle truths are suggested concerning higher stages of self-realization. Here, John the Baptist is described as one reaching upward toward that state, that high state. He was not that light, the gospel tells us, but was sent to bear witness to that light. Jesus Christ, by contrast, is described as the light itself. That was the the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. One essential truth stands out in this teaching, that Jesus came not to dogmatize, dogmatize people with a new teaching, but to bring them timeless, universal truths. Disciples saw the Master clothed in human form and therefore judged him in terms of his greatness relative to the greatness of other teachers. Wisdom, however, sees the master's very greatness in terms of a cosmic unity. There is a passage in the path by Swami Kriyananda in which this point is emphasized. The master Paramahansa Yogananda explained, the saint Who attains that exalted consciousness, never says, I am God, for he sees it was the vast ocean that became his little wave of ego. The wave, in other words, would not claim, when referring to the little self, to be the ocean. At this juncture, Debbie, is present, cried excitedly, but sir, if you are one with that ocean, that means you are God. Why, I, master asked, say he, he is God. But still, sir, you are one with him, and he is the only reality. That means you too are God. But this body isn't God. You aren't identified with your body, sir, so one may still say that you are God. Well, in that case, why do you say you? You too are that. In a discussion of this sort, it is less confusing if we say he. But what's the difference The scriptures say, Master, began, It's only your humility, sir, Davy broke in, that makes you distinguish between yourself and him. How can there be humility when there is no consciousness of ego? Triumphantly, Davy cried, But if you have no ego left, that means you are God. Master laughingly continued the earlier statement, which Devi had interrupted. The scriptures say, he who knows Brahma becomes Brahma. There, Devi cried, you said it yourself. Master rejoined, still laughingly. I didn't say it. It's the scriptures that say so. Master, in other words, would not identify those words with the human body speaking them. It was in his overarching spirit that he saw himself one with the infinite. But Davy was unable to make this mental leap from a pure expression of infinity to infinity itself. You quoted those scriptures, sir, he reminded Master relentlessly. That means you agree with them. Recognizing that the distinction was perhaps too subtle for many to grasp, Master concluded, well, he who says he is God, isn't God. And he added with a smile, he who says he isn't, isn't. And there the subject rested amidst general laughter. The greater a spiritual teaching, the more greatly we betray it by particularizing it with dogmas. Truth itself, not the Christian truth, or the Hindu truth, incarnates on earth with the birth of a fully liberated master. As the Bhagavad Gita teaches in the fourth chapter, unborn, changeless, lord of creation, and controller of my cosmic nature, through, though I am, Yet entering nature, I am dressed in the cosmic garment of my own maya, delusion. O Bharata, whenever virtue declines and vice predominates, I incarnate on earth. Taking visible form, I come to destroy evil and reestablish virtue. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind.
1: I'd also like to welcome you all, and I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity by Paramahansa Yogananda. This is a uh, passage called, I Beheld Thee Hiding Behind the Flowers. I looked at a flower and prayed, suddenly, O Father, I beheld Thee hiding there. It exuded to me the perfume of thy presence. I saw the blush of thy purity coloring its petals. It was the gold of thy wisdom that shone in its heart. Thine all-embracing, upholding power filled its delicate calyx. The mystery of life and immortality lay in the pollen, lifted by the bee when it tasted thy sweetness. O teach me, Thy wonders of creation, which are hinted at even in the tiniest roadside weed. I uh, would like to talk a little bit about the infinite Christ. And I wanted to begin by framing the Hindu trinity, uh, overlapping the Western trinity, in... The Western Trinity, there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in India, the same three components of the divine are given three different names. Sat is the Father, completely beyond creation. Uh, It's eternal truth, and it is stillness. Uh, before and after the creation. The Son, uh, which in the West has been um, focused on Jesus Christ, but is really the infinite Christ. But in, in India, the, in the Indian Trinity, the name given to that second component of God is Tat, meaning that. Uh, and that that word has an advantage to us, isn't that it doesn't give us a body to uh, mistakenly apply the consciousness to the body. It is just that. And Yogananda said that taught the Son is the perfect reflection of God the Father within the creation. So that's the Christ consciousness, the infinite Christ, Krishna consciousness the Buddha nature, um, many, many names for tat, om, tat, sat. Uh, Om is the Divine Mother. It is the Holy Spirit. It is that um, triune motion or action of the Creator, Preserver, Dissolver. Everything in the universe is created, preserved, dissolves. The Big Bang and then suddenly 12 billion years later, here we are. So these components are active, but I'd like to talk about the infinite Christ because um, what Davy was trying to nail down Master on was an intellectual concept that he could digest, hopefully, of a finite concept of an infinite uh, consciousness. And Master was trying softly, uh, sweetly, trying to get Davy to drop the intellect and understand that the uh, infinite Christ is a little bit too big for his mind to grasp. But, essentially, you know, Davy was right. The infinite Christ is expressed in a Master. Master's consciousness was one with the Father. And so the verbiage that we followed there, uh, Master preferred not to call, say, he found it confusing to say, I am God. So he didn't. But in fact, Christ said, I and my Father are one. So... The reflection of God within the creation is the infinite Christ. There's a a brief phrase um, from Indian scriptures, and it's three words, Tat Twam Asi, thou art that, the tat, you are that, you are tat. You are that consciousness, you are the infinite Christ. This is the key for us to as truth seekers of any path as disciples of any master we are trying in this life to expand our consciousness to digest the fact that we are that that we are that infinite christ it's a tall order <laughs> the uh, maya the delusive component of the universe is constantly trying to dissuade us from that quest, and constantly putting veils in front of the light of Christ consciousness, the infinite Christ. But the infinite Christ is, as we read in St. John, is the light that comes into every man that lives in the world. Man the species, not the gender. But the reality is that all things are made from the light of God. And that everything we're looking at in this world, uh, this computer screen, this temple of light, these people, these brothers and sisters, the animals, all nature, all business, all human activity, all buildings, they are all emanations of the Christ consciousness. There are two things that we can do with this. First, let's talk about meditation. When we meditate, what we want to do is to relax the body so that we can disconnect from the body. The problem with the ego, the problem with maya, is that we think we're this body. We think we are this weight and this height and this skin color and these... uh, fears and phobias and our resume and this position in life and we're the mother of three and all these things. But we are the infinite Christ consciousness. Always. This is the soul. This is untouched by the role that we play. Maya is trying to entrance us to Kriyananda used the term, make ourselves a bundle of self-definitions. And we have these fears and these phobias and these weaknesses, and we worship them and we work on them and we try to improve ourselves, all of which is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. But in reality, tat, Twam asi, thou art that. We are spirit first and foremost. We are not the body We're not the shortcomings or the achievements. You have to (laughs) let go of the whole uh, kettle of fish. You can't really keep the good and the bad because you still keep identified. So when we go to meditate, meditation is concentration on some aspect of the infinite. We sit, we relax the body very deeply, so completely that we're not aware of the body. We let go of that body. We also want to let go of our emotions, of our thoughts, of our self-definitions, of our all the limiting factors of consciousness. And what we want to do is to dive into the infinite Christ consciousness. We concentrate at the point between the eyebrows, the Christ center in the body where the Christ consciousness, where the Krishna consciousness is uh, projected into the body. And we concentrate on the light. We use whatever meditation technique we know our guru has given us. If you're a Yogananda disciple, you use Kriya, Om, Hongsa, energization. If you're a Buddhist, Om Manipadmi Hum. If you're uh, a Muslim, you... Concentrate on Allah, whatever your path, Moses, Krishna, Divine Mother, whatever whatever way, what we want to do is to absorb ourselves into that consciousness and see ourselves as that. And that's meditation helps us because we can actually feel, and I, I'm sure that later on, uh, Devi would reflect uh, on the discussion he had with Master and realize that he was discussing this in an intellectual way with the consciousness of Christ in Master. And when he would open his heart to Master, then he would feel that consciousness. Real meditation begins in the heart. So, we want to not Meditation is not thinking about the divine. It is absorbing the consciousness through the feeling and the light. But we need that feeling, that feeling of consciousness, so we feel the consciousness and meditation of the divine, infinite Christ. The other aspect that may help us with this is for us to look at the world as an emanation of the Christ consciousness and to see in everything the light of God. Now, when we meditate, we're looking directly into the light. We're feeling the light. We've cut out everything else, hopefully. Or we progressively cut things out as we go, as we, as we deepen our meditation by deeper, longer, thirsty, Guru-given meditation. So we we work on this. um, Basically our whole lives we work on this to become more and more absorbed into the divine. But between our morning meditation and our evening meditation, I was reading a book by Lahiri Morshai recently and he was very adamant that the devotees who received Kriya initiation from him practice twice a day. He was very, very strong on that. Now, of course, Ananda is very strong on that because Master was very strong on that, because Lahiri Moshai was very strong on that. But why, why was he so strong on that? Because the power of Maya is constantly trying to get us to forget that we're divine. Maya is not in favor of Tatwamasi. It is violently opposed to it and, and does everything it can to confound us with but what do you think about this? Well, do you like this or that? Or well, how could she say that? Oh my God! What? What? All this chatter. And what we need to do to deepen our spiritual search and to make the, our meditation more effective in impressing Tat Twam Asi on our consciousness is that we need to see. And look for actively the light of God, the love of the Christ consciousness, the peace of God as coming to us through everything in our day, Um, our work, our relationship. Uh, We need to see that the veils of light and shade that Master referred to that are over the light of the Christ consciousness of God the Father reflecting in the creation. The, the veils are things that we allow to be veils. And the bundle of self-definition, the likes and dislikes, are veils. And I think we, we spin them from veils to blankets as we go sometimes. And we don't really focus on the fact that the light is the reality and the veils are the maya. Master said in the uh, poem Samadhi, the storm of maya stilled by magic wand of intuition deep. It certainly is a storm. It entirely obstructs the sun and the light. And at times when we involve ourselves in fear and negativity and hatred, It completely obscures the sun. But as disciples, as truth seekers, we've been persisting in trying to see the light and meditating every day. And so the veil isn't as abrupt as that, but it's still there. And we need to train ourselves to look at the infinite Christ shining through all light, all beauty all kindness, all sweetness, all wisdom. It's all expressions of the divine, of the infinite consciousness. It is, in fact, dilute by human behavior, by by other people, and by material uh, qualities. But still, you might find it very helpful to train yourself to look at the light behind whatever beauty you see. That's why I read that poem about the flower. It's just a little flower, but it's, it has pollen. It has beauty. It has life. And if you look through the scientific understanding, the natural appreciation of the flower, you find that it is life. It is a sacred gift in nature, the trees, the sky, the rain, the snow, the warm warmth of the sun, the wind, all the trees and flowers and all the animals, all of the expressions of life. Look through the world that you see with your two eyes and train yourself to see the infinite Christ shining through that. Look at the love that you have for your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, boyfriend, father, mother, all relationships, children, grandparents. Uh, That that is a a little bit of love. It's a little dilute. Maybe it's not divine love. But trace it back. Trace it back to the love of the masters, of God, for uh, all of us. You know, master talked about Om uh, Tat Sat, Father, uh, Son, Holy Spirit. And one time he was talking about the Catholic Church, and he said that there's a Catholic doctrine that um, we approach the Christ, we approach Jesus through Mary, his mother. And Master said, that's based on a truth. We approach the Christ consciousness through Om. Om, Mary is the mother. Taught, Christ is the son. But the, we approach the Christ consciousness through the mother, through Om. And so we look. It's wonderful that uh, Mary is revered in that way as the divine mother, um, but. We need to recognize we can approach the Christ consciousness through the Om, through the Holy Spirit, through the Divine Mother of the universe, through Mary, through all the components of that. And we can make a study in our lives of beauty and peace and kindness. And wherever we see it, master in one of his writings said, wherever you see a bubble of joy, blow on it. Make it bigger. So maybe it's only a little, a little bubble of joy. It's a little kid on his tricycle. And, but that's divine joy coming to you. You saw it. You caught it. Make it bigger. It's coming from the infinite Christ. Whatever you see beauty, wherever you see kindness. And it really can be a study because sometimes we find ourselves in situations that aren't aren't very uplifting. And, uh, but look for where is there a little bit of upliftment there and blow on it, make it bigger, concentrate on it. Feel that because it's there. Now I have to, uh, I always have to put in this disclaimer, but I've lived in Ananda communities for uh, basically my entire devu- adult life. So I've spent 46 years with my co-workers being bonds, <laughs> really kind ladies and gentlemen, and I've worked on many, many projects. And so we have always we always have that vibration. But I've also worked in jobs with non-disciples. And you, you have to sometimes keep your focus on, on the joy. And you have to be investigating, where is, the, where is the joy here? Because sometimes it's hard to find the joy. But it, it's always there. And that's the point, is the infinite Christ is infinite, omnipresent I am om, all-pervading I am om, all-blessed I am om. It's everywhere. So it must be here in this dirty factory with uh, unswept floors and loud noises and grease spills on the floor. And yeah, it's there. It's there. Make it a point to find it. Because you know who does that all the time? is the masters. That's the world they live in. Paramahansa Yogananda, Lahiri Morshaya, Sri Akteshwar, Jesus Christ, the Buddha, Moima, Moses, all the, the great, great masters and saints. They just live in the world animated by the Christ consciousness and then they notice, they're aware that there's a veil there. They're aware that this is not as great as it could be if it was out of the way. But they don't focus on the veil. I think one of the problems we have sometimes, one of the way that Maya lures us, is it, it gets us involved in analyzing the Maya on why this political party or this business deal or this horrible uh, crime or whatever, we analyze it and we psychoanalyze it and we we make a great study of the Maya, of the of the veil. The saints tend to just (laughs) tear away the veil and look at the light. That was the the nature of Kriyananda. He would say yes to life. Let's look at what we can let's look at the situation. How can we make it better? I I think that's important. There's a, a fun story. One time one of the disciples was asked by Paramahansa Yogananda to paint this room. I believe it was at Encinitas. It could have been at Mount Washington, I think it was Encinitas. Anyway, he was asked to paint the room. And the brother wasn't (laughs) really enthused about painting the room that day, so he was, you know, dragging his feet and uh, he's kind of muttering to himself and stuff. So he, But he did go and get the bucket and, you know, get the roller and put down the drop. You know, get ready. Here we go, here we go. Master and Rogersy came in and uh, he hadn't started. But Master just looked around the room and said, He painted the whole thing all by himself. (laughs) And Roger C. just looked around and said, bless his heart. That's really what we have to do. We have to just focus on the light. I'm sure that his attitude about painting the room improved. I I really think he probably had a better afternoon than he had a morning. So it's, it's important for us to keep training yourself. Don't let your focus be on what's wrong, on the, the reasons why you can't see the infinite Christ. Concentrate on the Christ. Concentrate on the light. Concentrate on the beauty. When you see, it's interesting because with the mask wearing that the world is going through now, I can't see the beautiful faces as well. I can just see the eyes. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's a compromise. But I, I want to get back to seeing Uh, You know, the whole faces of my brothers and sisters. And I can see their clothes, though. And and some of their masks are very cool. Very, very beautiful. Uh, All expressions of the divine, but but everywhere you look. uh, And in the different places in your life where you go, at work, you have to have a way to see the divine at work. Don't stay in a job where you can't see it. Convince yourself that there's divine consciousness there, there's Christ there, and see it. I mean, that can be in the perfect spreadsheet. It can be in the perfect program. It can be in the perfect oil change. It's, it can be anything. Wherever you do to serve, wherever you do to make your living, see the infinite Christ in that. And you will live in that consciousness. You will feel that consciousness. And at the end of the day, you go back into meditation. I think you're going to find that your evening meditation is stronger when you've spent the day with the Divine Mother just holding her hand, just dancing through this horrific job situation with very rude people. Look for the kindness or the source of their suffering so that you can help heal it. Be a solution. Be infinite Christ consciousness. God bless you.
0: This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased, naught of himself remains, naught but the true life.